0: welcome to the giving starts with you podcast powered by travel live give and i'm your host nelia hutt if you're ready to expose and target the areas of your life that are not getting you closer to living your best life then i have created just the thing to help you i've created a live your best life blueprint it's a free download that you can now get at www.travellivegive.com slash blueprint slash this blueprint will look at seven key areas of your life from how you manage your mental health to how you show up in your relationships, from self-care to job satisfaction, and how and what you choose to spend your free time on so that you can start living the life you deserve, desire, and crave. Because after all, it's time to start feeling better and create a life that makes you proud. You'll also learn in this blueprint more about yourself. You'll get clear on what really matters. You'll stop making excuses and take action and be one massive step closer to the life you want to live. Life is way too short not to live your best life. So what are you waiting for? Go to www.travellivegive.com slash blueprint. Now let's tune into the episode. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Giving Starts With You podcast. I'm your host, Nellia Hutt. Thank you so much for joining me every Monday for these wonderful conversations and these inspiring people and friends that I'm meeting online. I am so, so grateful to have met Jade Simmons today. How are you,
1: Jade? I'm so good. Thank you for having me. So are you out in Houston? I am. I am in Houston, Texas. My family and I, my husband, my high school sweetheart, that's who he is to me, and my uh, two kiddos. We're here. We've been here for quite some time. We're originally from Charleston, South Carolina.
0: Oh, that's amazing. So I'm in Toronto, just, uh, well, just north of Toronto. I'm in Canada. Mm -hmm. And I have met so many people from Texas. I'm going to have to come out and like have like a get together and just meet everybody in person honestly. I'll
1: tell you what it's um it's its own thing. Texas is kind of its own universe and people think it's it's all cowboys and cowboy boots, but I promise you you will see that. You will definitely see that, but it's a lot more. We love it here. Houston especially is pretty awesome.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of great business people out there. I've been meeting incredible people, work, you know, hard, and it's amazing. But I'm so excited. I want to tell everybody about you. So let's give a warm welcome to Jade Simmons. She's an author, a speaker, and a musician. Um, Jade is the creator of transformational experiences designed to activate audiences into becoming the biggest, boldest version of themselves possible how can you not fall in love with her already (laughs) she is a world-class concert artist and also the CEO of Jade Media Global which is a revolutionary live experience and global content distribution company specializing in 360 degree personal development and strategic transformation I can't wait to find out more about this (laughs) Jade is nicknamed classical music's number one maverick and named one of the best keynote speakers of 2019, 20, and 21. Today, she Jade's experiences not only delight concert audiences, but her dazzling high-impact presentations are fast becoming the go-to fuel for the world's superlative brain sorry, brands and organizations from financial services to biotech to entertainment, education, energy and beyond. As the author of this new release, this book that I am dying to talk about today, <laughs> Purpose, the Remix, I love the title, a mind-blowing Reunderstanding, Re-understanding of Purpose and how it works, she believes that too many people have compu- confused purpose with passion, and are not fully walking in their gifts and talents. Mm-hmm. And as Jade says, purpose is not what you do. It's what happens in the people that when you do what you do. Yeah. So I love this so much, because I know a lot of unhappy people. And I know a lot of people who are not living their truth, who are not living with their gifts. And it's sad because they could be doing so much more. Their life could be happier, more fulfilled. It's just amazing. So yeah. thank you, Jade, for being here and for making time. I know you're a busy gal, so yeah. I but thank you for that. for giving me a
1: space to share this message. Purpose uh, and passion are uh, two of my my babies. I love talking about these topics because I, I do believe the sad fact is that most people live and die, Nelia, without ever uncovering true purpose Uh, and so my mission uh, with this book we we were looking to create a purpose revolution uh, and so that more than a billion people uncover purpose because that means we're looking at more than a billion new solutions that we have not yet been introduced to so i'm passionate (laughs) about this topic
0: for sure i'm so happy i'm so happy and i could tell you're passionate you know you can just tell and it's because you're living the life you want to live.
1: Yeah, I I mean, I know what it means to live, not just purposefully. I mean, let's, let's, let's be clear. I think a lot of people uh, engage in purpose-filled activities. I think many people work on purpose or for a purpose. I think a lot of us work for other people's purpose. Uh, And there's no, there's no shame or shade in that, but I do believe it's a travesty to not ever discover the unique outbreak effect uh, that is hidden within you uh, really in plain view. you know, I said there was the sad statistic, but there's also, you know, we can kind of blame Hollywood a little bit for it because you know purpose is always owned by the superheroes or the Mahatma Gandhis and the Martin Luther Kings and we go, well, I'm not saving the world anytime soon. I didn't lead the civil rights movement. you know, I didn't give up all my belongings you know, to be amongst the people. So do I have purpose? And the answer is yes. Uh, And the other answer in advance is purpose doesn't have a size. There's no small, medium or large purpose. It literally is one size fits all. So whether you consider yourself to be an average person or a superstar, we all have the unique opportunity to operate powerfully in purpose.
0: Jade, I love that so much. Is I need to know is this something you always were passionate about or what happened in your life to to kind of get this to all surface? Yeah, well, I was passionate about passion, so I'm a multifaceted slash artist.
1: So, um, pianist slash speaker slash fashion plate slash author. All the, you can uh, the slashes are endless. And since I was a little girl um people were always telling me I needed to pick one thing you gotta pick one and I couldn't I could never do it and so I was made to believe well that means you're unfocused or and and the fast forward the real truth is that the career I have today the life I have today is because of all the things Mm. but what I was in love with in the beginning was the feeling that came with each of those things for me piano I had the most passion for as a kid nobody had to make me practice I lived at that instrument. But I was passionate about everything that I did. And anybody familiar with passion knows that sometimes it fizzles out, uh, which is why we move on to the next thing. And when I was at the height of living in my passion as a concert pianist, I was suddenly very tired, very exhausted. Uh, A lot of that came from being in hyper competitive mode. As a classical musician, it's an extremely competitive field. And so much of it is uh, based on perfection and execution. Mm -hmm. And so you're, you might, that music you might love, but you, you get to a point where you're not really playing for the music you're playing to be perfect. And you're always wondering what the audience is thinking. And that stuff starts to play with your head. I remember having a bout of stage fright, all things I had not been used to. Cause I'm my passion. This should be, I should feel good. I'm in my passion. And in order to get through some of those concerts, I started telling stories In between the music. So Ah. I give myself a break from the instrument and I start talking to the audience and then we'd make friends. Then we felt like besties. And I noticed my playing was getting better because I was now forming this relationship with the audience. Um, long story, very short. I started experimenting more with the types of stories I was telling. So instead of just talking about Mozart's childhood, I would maybe have my audience imagine their own childhood or listen for certain things in the music. And they were being inspired beyond the music. Um, that created an incredible trajectory in my career. People started booking me because I was the pianist who talked. Oh. Then opened up a speaking career. People started booking me because I was the speaker who played the piano, right? <laughs> and so over the years, I started developing a very unique uh, trailblazing brand that was differentiating me in whatever field I was in. And that's when I discovered, wait a minute, It's not that my purpose was to play the piano, because that's what I thought, because I had invested a lot of time, energy, and money into that, um, multiple degrees into that thing. But my purpose is what was happening in those audiences Mm. because of the way I played, because of the way I put together a concert. So even though there were thousands of other pianists, no one was doing it exactly like I was, which meant I was also not doing it exactly like anyone else. And that's when i came up with this epiphany of or had the epiphany wait my purpose is not the thing i'm doing it's what happening in people It's what's happening in people when i'm doing whatever the thing is that i'm doing and i always challenge people to start looking for that unique thread Uh, because in any experience whether i'm writing preaching uh, coaching or performing people usually will say uh, they had a shift in perspective and they also feel bigger and bolder From whatever it is I was offering and so now I know that that part that breakout that's my purpose
0: and they're eating it up I mean you know yeah yeah, they're eating it up I love that to me too I've always associated purpose with not the thing but the feeling yeah you know it's the feeling that I get when Mm -hmm. I'm doing things that I just I just love and We were talking before we hit record how sometimes people think, oh, you know, if we make it big as a musician or something happens, it's luck. And it's hard work. Like, I love that you shared with us how hard it is and how it can take over the love of what you're doing sometimes. Mm -hmm. Um, But it has to be that way, So you know, to get the skill and to do the work and to gain. And I love that how things evolved came from you finding a way to get yeah. that back and that's, and that's is so cool
1: point. that's a, so the hard work part comes with the acquisition of the skill mm. right you know maxim uh, malcolm gladwell will tell us ten thousand hours i'll tell you it's, it's a little bit more than that but <laughs> at least ten thousand hours right of piano lessons and performing because at some point you have to reach a certain level of mastery i believe in order to operate in your purpose at the highest level
0: mm. so the
1: people who really get to enjoy purpose and are rewarded by it also don't settle for wherever they were uh, last year we're always pushing to to figure out if purpose is attached to impact and my level of execution affects the type of impact then i've got to always be working to make sure i'm at my highest level of execution but where the fun and the enjoyment comes in is what's not hard is having that effect Mm. Right? Practicing the piano learning the skill may be hard. Learning how to speak if it's not what you do naturally may be difficult. Sitting down and writing that book until it's done can be hard, Uh, but what's not hard is that thing that I do naturally for others. And it's the same for every single person on earth. When you're looking really hard for purpose, you're probably looking in the wrong place.
0: Yes, because it comes naturally. Around.
1: It really does. Um, yes. I can usually trace purpose back uh, with people that I meet all the way to childhood. You know, I met someone who is a mental health therapist now, and I said, what, What's your specialty? And he says, Well, I meet people in these really rough parts of their life, and I support them through it. Mm. And I was like, I take those people after you've gotten them through that rough patch. I say, where do you want to go next? Now let's go, let's 10X that and we can get there, right? Do not send me those people before they've come to you, right? I and so love his it. people are not ready uh, mm-hmm. for where I want to go. And if I got his people, they'd be going, wait a minute, I need support first, I need to figure this thing out. And so we each start to find out there's a phase, right? There's a phase mm-hmm. in life when they need to run into Nelia. And if I were to look back over your life, we would find if I were to interview your parents, uh, mm-hmm. your friends, there would be a through thread. They would say, you know, I always speak to her because she listens differently or she always has a unusual solution that I hadn't thought of. And you'll start to hear these themes when we begin to interview the people that love us and know us. And that is where purpose is usually hiding in plain view.
0: It's so funny that you say that because for years, before I understood what I understand now,
1: mm-hmm. for
0: years, I'm like, oh, don't have any skills. I don't have a purpose. I don't have... And then I realized all the things I was shying away from is the best part of me, like wearing my heart on my sleeve, caring about people, all of Mm -hmm. these genuine um, characteristics, you know, and sometimes, like you said, if we're looking too hard, we're looking in the wrong place. It's so true. I see that all the time, but people don't always realize that. Well, think about it. We've been sort of
1: taught that purpose Mm -hmm. is what we do. So if we're not doing anything, or if we're not doing the thing we thought we wanted to do, we think we don't have purpose. If you think your purpose is to be a parent, when those kids leave home, you're like, oh my, I just lost my purpose. No, your purpose <laughs> was in what was breaking out in those kids because you yes. were- Yes. You know, um, I Thank believe you. our teens are gifted to us. I believe our children are gifted to us. Um, my hairstylist who is in the room of 16, more than 16 years now, I think 18 years, she comes with me whenever I amazing. Do. I got to say, oh, you she, look, gomer. she's amazing. She's, she's so incredible. But I remember we were in her shop once and she was doing my hair. And there's always this moment where she turns you around to the mirror. Mm. And I don't care whatever I've been dealing with, right? When she turns me around, we're at the point now where it's like a psychic connection. I don't have to tell her what I want. She'll just say, what city are you going to? Who's in the audience? I got you. And she will come up with the the best hair ever. But what I told her is I said, you're not a stylist. You're a transformation architect. Because when you turn us around, something has transformed, something has lifted. And now we joke, because I can't take her anywhere, Nelia. We go somewhere, she's supposed to be with me. I'll look back. She's over ministering to somebody, you know, on the other side of the room, talking to the other speaker, giving them confidence. And I'm like, see this, this is what happens when you understand that your purpose is not just in the clippers, right, that you use to do your job, that it's not just in the salon, but that purpose comes with you. So whoever is listening and watching, know that it's purpose because it goes wherever you go and you get to switch it up. You know, you can, you can do podcasting or teaching or writing and still have that purpose come with you. So Mm. this idea of having to be locked into one thing, purpose unleashes us from that.
0: So Jade, would you agree then that even though we have our purpose, we don't necessarily have the tools to get it done. We have Mm. connection and we have all the uh, feeling that goes with it and all the drive, but sometimes it's not something we might be um. Okay, so how do I say this? So we're naturally gifted in our purpose, even though we may not already know it. Okay. But sometimes it's okay to learn the skill that goes along to marry the two together.
1: Yeah. You You know, I, I think if we're not learning, we're not truly living um, at the highest level possible. And one of the, the greatest privileges of, of this life is that we get to keep learning new things about ourselves, about the world around us, about the people that we love. And I think you're right, you know, there's certain things that will come naturally, right? So piano, I, that came music came naturally. I had to work at the piano because I started very late um, in childhood. So I had to work maybe a little harder in some ways than my friends who started at three. Um, and then there are things that come naturally and easily. Speaking is easy, writing is easy for me. Um, leadership was more difficult. Mm-hmm. Because I'd always been a maverick, a loner, but there's a point where your purpose is going to be too big for you to carry by yourself and you're going to have to build a team. And as someone who was who has avoided group work like the plague since she was in kindergarten, yes. uh, I had to learn that. Um, and I mentioned my stylist, Dolores, again, she watched me learn it. And there were things that she saw on the outside. She used to always say, you know, everybody's not going to make the team, but coach Jade wanted everybody on the team. I see the best in you. I You can do this. And I would see people 10 times bigger than they were. And she would always say, you can't, you can't see it for like, they have to catch it themselves. And so leadership has been a hard hmm. one lesson. Now I love it. Now I love the, complexity of it, it still frustrates me at time. But that's a that's a um, prime example of just because I'm in purpose, doesn't mean everything's going to be easy. Now I know because my purpose is to activate others into becoming the biggest, boldest version of themselves possible. I don't have to guess why my employees are gifted to me. Mm-hmm. I know that in our time together, they will be bigger and bolder than before they started working with me right and so what we're most proud of at jade media global is that when you come in one way you leave with more skills than you had usually more confidence than you had and usually i will demand that you lead even if you think your job is in the back because i believe that the people gifted to me are designed to lead in some way
0: i love that so much and i love that you treat your employees that way because they're really family members you do you know you have common goals and you all you just want everybody to succeed and yeah, the yeah. fact that they come out transformed I think that's amazing like yeah. I honestly do so it, again, it makes I just, it so much more fun it makes it so much yes. more fun and it makes them want to work better and not just work but collaborate and come up with new yeah, ideas because sometimes you can work for an employee who just stifles you and you're so creative and I don't, wouldn't ever see you dealing that way because yeah, you know, what? Yeah. they come to me, Nelia, telling me because, so
1: listen, I've never worked, I shouldn't say never, <laughs> um, the majority of my life, I have never worked for anyone else. I had one summer job um, at the express that was the summer before college and I mostly did it so I could get some jeans on discount, right? Um, And then when I was in college, in grad school, they required us to teach other students. Um, But other than that, since middle school, I've been making my own money, playing Mm -hmm. weddings. So I've never been in that corporate structure. So what's been wild is I see this pattern. A lot of the women, right now, the team is an entirely female team. A lot of the women who come to me come from what you just described, stifled environments. Uh, They had more creativity than what was allowed. Uh, they were shut in by the job description, and so we have these flexible job descriptions that as you grow, we work to build a position that matches your new skill set. And so, amazing. Uh, most people don't have to leave, they just shift over or they elevate up. up. Or you may grow to a point where you realize, I want to be doing my own thing, and we always say, We bless you into that mm-hmm. next season. Um, even when we have to fire, which is which is. <laughs> not fun right because you don't want to lose people and you have to fight that feeling of feeling like you failed or failed them to me it's a blessing because if you're not able to keep up in one season it's a lot of grace actually to to Mm. release you now then take you into a season that's going to cost you uh health-wise emotionally mentally um now people don't always feel that way when when the call comes but for when you explain it
0: like that it's so clear
1: And usually anyone we've ever let go was relieved, right? Because Mm -hmm. they could tell um, maybe the position outgrew them. Uh, And so it's, again, the leadership thing is tricky, uh, but it really is a blessing to be in the capacity uh, to be able
0: to lead someone. I love that. So I know you've had the passion and the purpose most of your life. Mm -hmm. And even though it has altered and changed, but for those of us who don't find, don't know what ours is, because it's in there. It's like people say, oh, I don't have a story, but everybody yeah. has a story. Your story may be smaller than somebody else's, maybe, but it's in your mind, it might be, but it's yeah. not, it's not just reality, as important. So for exactly. those people who are struggling to find their purpose, how do you know you're in it when you're in it?
1: yeah well first of all shameless plug you've got to get this book This yes. be remix because Absolutely. i walk people through it nelia because i was saying that purpose statement i would go on these stages and say your purpose is not the thing you do dramatic music right it is the thing that happens in others when you do what you do <sighs> mic drop and people would <gasps> and i'm telling you the next day we would get emails and dms I quit my job after I heard that purpose statement. I started a ministry. I went into missions. I'm going to write a book. I left this relationship, all sorts of stuff. People were jumping because those words were setting something ablaze. And so eight, nine years later, I said, you know what? I better fill this story out a little bit. So that's why I wrote the book. And there's a chapter in there that talks about, first of all, how how you figure out what it is, but then what you just talked about. A lot of people, the lucky ones will discover purpose, but then they'll never walk in it. So Mm -hmm. how do you know? You know that you're in purpose because there is that effortlessness that comes from the impact part. So when you get turned on, if you, let's say you discover that uh, your purpose, you used to think you were hypercritical. People used to criticize you and say, oh, she's such a negative Nelly or she's always seeing the bad stuff. What if we helped you understand that since you were little, you were designed to catch the things that other people missed mm. and that when you were bold enough to point those things out now maybe we have to work on how you point them out with grace right. with honor uh, with creativity but when you begin to point those things out people are able to implement solutions before the problem happened well that's a mind-blowing redirect of what your yes. purpose is so you go from a negative what people might have mislabeled as a negative character trait to understanding it's a very purposeful purpose. Mm -hmm. Well, now what happens is it's like this light comes on and you start seeing, it's like when you get a new car and you see that car everywhere, same thing with purpose. You go, oh my God, my purpose is to make people bigger and bolder. So whenever you see someone who is behaving small, (laughs) Uh. I can't help it. I try to pump them up in some way or flip the mirror is what dolores does right because it's the same thing that happens so she's flipping the mirror and saying no look at how beautiful you really are look at what's really in you you know i yeah i gave you the hairstyle to bring it out but this thing was in here already we just gave you an outside that matched the inside and so you'll know you're in purpose because you find that you can't turn it off anymore yes Um, You'll have to think hard about doing it and you also see there's a favorite scripture of mine says that you'll know them by their fruit um so i judge my concerts and speaking engagements you know we 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 say on my website standing ovation guaranteed because we know now it's always going to happen but there are different types of standing ovations and the one that i want is the one where people are standing because not just because you were impressive but because they feel Mm-hmm. they feel bigger they feel like they can do anything there's a, it's a different way they stand up Nelia. there's from the classical world they'll stand up and you know <laughs> you know golf clap da, da, da. but in this setting i'm talking about there's this whoosh that happens and yes you might have been impressive on stage but what's more impressive is what's just transpired uh, in them and that fruit is when you're gone people are still talking about the remnants yes. Right. Talking about, man, that conversation I had with Nelia five years ago, I yeah. felt this thing and I still feel it, or I carry it with me. And we run into people like that. And it's such a humbling thing mm. when someone says, you said this thing five years ago, and I don't remember yeah. what room it was or what I said, but they made a life altering change based on something that I said. And And that's one of the most humbling, most rewarding things you could ever ask for. It doesn't feel like work.
0: No, It's the real stuff, the stuff that's really engraved and that you're born with and that you're given as a gift when you come into this world, that you want to leave a legacy when you leave behind. And those are the the most important, important things. And I love that you call it a redirect because that's really what it is. Mm -hmm. And just in that instant, if someone, when you're helping somebody take that negative, what they think is negative and turning it into, oh my goodness, this is actually an amazing gift you have a gift. that not a lot of people have. So mm-hmm. much happens in that moment. The confidence, the shoulders go back, the peace comes in. It's just so many things. And it's you don't want to have to convince people, but though there are some people that are kind of a little bit held back and not really wanting to discover. And mm-hmm. if we could just shout it from the rooftops and say, hey, let it go and as soon as you can start embracing the things that i'm teaching you the things that are in your book yeah your life is going to change it's 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 just going to be a 360 degrees
1: it's absolutely um a full transformation because what i've noticed is that purpose changes everything a lot of people think oh well this is for if i want to be a speaker or if i want to be a coach or it's mm. like no 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 this is if you just want to enjoy waking up in the morning right so there are moms who understand you know i mean listen we'll be open and and honest about it mom can feel like drudgery mommying. you know it's it doesn't end uh but when you understand oh (laughs) these little ones have been gifted to me yeah i can make them bigger and bolder than they ever were not so that i can make them mini me which my Mm -hmm. daughter always tells me mommy i'm not I'm not your mini me, right? So we don't express everything the same way, mm-hmm. but it doesn't change that there's a reason I'm her mom. And I think when we as parents, especially high achieving parents who want to mold their kids mm-hmm. into high achieving kids, um, guilty as charged, I had to understand that what was high achieving for me may not be the same for my son, you know, mm-hmm. who, who's also creative, but we we look very differently in how we express ourselves so purpose, the same here oh purpose I'll tell you look now this is me after uh, having evolved those first five <laughs> or six years was like you are gonna uh, 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 you know um and I had to learn the hard <laughs> the hard way but the thing that purpose does is it it can help in your relationships mm-hmm. I know it took me a while to realize even though I feel like I'm a world-class coach I am not called to coach my husband and he has made that very clear. And I have finally accepted that, right? Yeah. Or um even with my parents um, and, and my kids, there's a different way that um we behave towards each other than what I'm doing on stage. Of course. But it's but there's still purpose in that. And and that to me is the beauty of purpose is that it helps you shift how you need to in all of your relationships and all of your activities.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I love I love that you you mentioned, you know it can be lots of different things for different people, like the waking up in the morning, for example. So I know a lot of people who work nine to five, who love their jobs, which is great. But after a while, each day is like Groundhog Day. Mm -hmm. And you get to a point where um, I do see a lot of people, and I used to be one of them, that have a hard time getting up every day, because there's nothing new to look forward to. Whereas, You know, once you have found that and you've let that in and you've, you know, become curious about your purpose and your passion and you start living through it, it just changes everything.
1: For better and for worse. Everything.
0: um, Yeah. So here's the thing with that
1: daily, the nine to five, most of the clients that I coach come out of nine to five worlds. And I used to think, oh, well, you just need to start a new business. And everybody's not called or designed to have their own business or their own company. And when I started really honing in on this definition of purpose, what I came to understand is, wait, you could have been in a nine to five for 10 years, be tired of it, and then uncover true purpose and go back and that, that workplace looks different. Yes. Um, that break room, feels different because you know what you're called to activate or what you're called to unleash. And for those of you who are hearing this and going, wait a minute, you're telling me purpose is tied to other people and that's it. I don't want to be codependent. Or I have people said I'm recovering codependent. I don't want to go back down that road. No. Nope. What I actually said is this, that because purpose has an effect on others, you don't even have to try hard. You get to focus on being 100% yourself. Yes. And the, the default effect is it's going to have an effect on others. The other great thing is when you know what your purpose is, you are freed from people. So when I go on a stage in a corporate setting, I no longer have to ask, should I keep the pink hair or not? Because this is corporate because now I remember wait, my purpose is to make you bigger and bolder. So I get to come in as big and bold and sparkly um, Mm -hmm. as I want because you need to see something different so it it both attaches you to people in a powerful way and it also frees you from worrying about what people think um, because there are going to be some spaces you might just be in a space to reach one or two people not the entire room and knowing that you are on purpose we listen at the end of an engagement for what people say when they come up to me and Mm -hmm. if one person says you were talking just to me. That was all for me. I go, okay, great. I'm so happy to meet you. I know why I was here. I will sleep like a baby tonight. And so yes. purpose, purpose does that. You know, it allows you to be able to move through life, focusing on can I become the fullest version of myself, even at a place that I thought I was over. Now, spoiler alert again, in the book, there's a whole section about what to do when you start getting the itch. So purpose opens your eyes to all this possibility. It also starts to expand you. Um, and you're gonna start feeling like, I think my season is over here and that's okay. It's mm-hmm. okay to begin now to ask what's next. And just cause it's a good job or has great benefits doesn't mean that you must be there your entire life. And this is when you take the time to explore what your next steps in
0: purpose get mm-hmm. to be. And just mm-hmm. keep moving. Just keep moving. It might be at a different pace, and it might be in a different way, at different around different people. But what's tough is those people who stop. It's okay to pause your life sometimes, and give to yourself so that you can continue to give to other people. Nobody wants to be burnt out. That's, right. and, That's it. You know. But it's yeah. I really love this conversation because I think you've used some examples that may get our listeners to think in different ways uh, yeah. you were saying how when you're living in your purpose it's effortless
1: yeah
0: and you were also mentioning before that you had a bit of stage fright did you yeah. find that the less you cared about certain things that weren't really important and the yeah. more you just went with your emotion and your true you know the trueness of what you were trying to get out there that you just forgot about the stage fright
1: Yeah, you know, it's actually even much more,
0: I think, scientific than that.
1: You know, passion, I believe it is different from purpose. And what I describe passion as, it's the fuel that powers you in your purpose. That's why when you're only following passion, it can just burn out and fizzle. And you're like, well, I used to like quilting and now I don't, what happened? Well, you know, you moved on. But that fuel now when you know purpose is what comes to power you back up. And so when that stage fright hit, i was believing my purpose was to impress audiences by playing the piano so Mm -hmm. anytime i made a mistake had a memory slip i believed i was no longer impressing them so it created this spiral effect when i realized my purpose was what was happening in the audience when i played Mm -hmm. or when i spoke or when i offered an interactive experience my focus then became on what's happening inside of the people in the audience, not what are they seeing and what are they hearing from me, but what are they feeling? Mm-hmm. And when that shift happened, the only thing I became obsessed by was, are they getting a good experience? Are they feeling something? Did they learn something new? And the funny thing is my playing got better. I had less mistakes, less, less memory, because scientifically what I was doing was this really um, cool form of projection. When you have stage fright, there's a technique Um, that teaches you to first look at your fingers, then you throw your gaze uh, to the inside of the piano, then you throw it to the chandelier, then you throw your gaze to the back of the audience. And every time your visual projection goes out, your brain goes in the autopilot Mm -hmm. and can do what it's supposed to do. So what I was doing was throwing my focus and attention to the audience themselves. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was freeing my body up to do what it already knew how to do. Um, so I wasn't having the fright. So there's a lot of science behind just the power of what we're thinking, how we're thinking about it and what we're believing to be true. You know, in the beginning, I thought subconsciously, I think that my audiences all wanted to see me fail or, mm. you know, we're coming to watch the train wreck. And then I talked to them afterwards and they would say the opposite of what I had been wrongly fantasizing about. So uh, there's something, there's a lot, a whole other conversation we could yes. have having. On the mind and mindset, and being able to reframe and, and really understand what's reality versus what is emotion and what's in our brains.
0: Yeah, for sure. You know, when you were mentioning, even if you help the one person, you know, I've talked to people who say that, and I've talked to people who say one isn't enough. But when I think of that one person, how, <laughs> so if you impact even the one person who comes up to you after the show, you are. Never just impacting the one person, because if that person is a parent, if that person is a teacher, if that person is anybody who speaks to anybody, they will be changed by the transformation, by the impact that you had on them. So they will continue their life slightly altered because of what you did for them. So even though it is one person, it becomes so much more than that, because those people will give out new energy, right? They will give out new-
1: It's yeah. generational impact when, when you think about it. And I and I think for anyone who thinks in terms of one isn't enough, listen, I'm you know head over in charge. I get it. Uh, and my ego wants everybody to stand up for the standing ovation. My eyes spots the two people who did not stand up in the back, even if the whole room, I'm like, what's, what's wrong with you two back there, right? So I get it. I get that focusing um, on wanting more, but I think the reframe, is not saying one isn't enough, but to say, don't stop at the one.
0: Mm, don't stop
1: it. at the one, right? What what comes after, but then also knowing if you're in a room um, and there's 100 people and only two stand, then mm. you know those two were impacted in a way, like you said, that's gonna continue to have an effect. So I think, again, it's about focusing in the right direction, not on the numbers. You know, Companies that bring me in I always say, listen, I'm not going to be happy if all we're doing is helping your bottom line. I want your people transformed. Funny thing is when they're transformed, it helps your bottom line, right? So, so it works out. And there you are
0: explaining the redirect again.
1: All all the time. I love it. And that's a part of my, that's a part of my purpose is in that reframe. Um, And you know, when you talk about how do you know if you're in purpose? Once I started understanding what that effect was, literally looking back, uh, and thinking back through some of the compliments we were getting. The ones that feel great for the ego are, oh my gosh, your playing was incredible, or I love those shoes, or man, your hair was what, you know, people are awesome, that's great. That's one set of compliments. The compliments mm-hmm. I'm trained in on are the ones where the people are telling me what happened to them. So I started taking note and the compliments we kept hearing the most or really comments were, um, I never thought of it that way. We heard that a lot um and then we also heard i feel like i can do anything Mm -hmm. so those are the things we we kept hearing um and then we also kept hearing this is for a business tip you're the best keynote speaker we've ever had we we heard that at every engagement so finally i started saying why i would ask the client why am i the best they'd let their hair down now because you know they would already paid the fee and i love that you I asked that the- question oh love i ask it. it all the time I- yes. and they will tell me about all the other speakers and mm-hmm. i'm just sitting there sipping on my tea as they spill the tea and they're telling me things like you know we hired enter celebrity name here and we paid him a gazillion dollars and he didn't even know the name of our company mm-hmm. or we hired this person and they said they were going to customize and they didn't really know our industry. You know, they made sort of one little random customized comment. Well, once we realized we were doing all these things they weren't used to, we began to advertise that this is what we do. We customize deeper than anything you've ever had before. We meet your people right where they are. We see your people. And so as a musician, study was a part of what I did, practicing hours on end, detail, I didn't know that's not what other speakers <laughs> did. Yeah. So I set Google alerts. I knew what was happening with that company in the news. I would research their pain points. If you're a realtor, I knew what you felt like during COVID. If you were a nurse, I knew what it felt like for you um, You know, during the recession. So I would know all these things. And when I'm saying them um, back in real time, the other compliment we waited for was, we thought you were one of us. We thought oh, you were around that. her. that's the so best had, one yet. Uh, that's the best one because we knew, okay, we did our job. We recycle that information back in all of our marketing materials. And it, it was what really skyrocketed because we also, it wasn't just marketing. We would come in and, and do that, but really taking the time to see people. Mm-hmm. And when you know what purpose is, you know, if I'm here to make them bigger and bolder, where are they feeling small? where are they lacking confidence and then you create the experience you offer around knowing what your purpose is and knowing what it is that they need
0: i love that you asked for that feedback but not only did you ask you listened (laughs) and created something out of it because i bet you none of the other people asked and so they will continue to do the same
1: thing well the thing is they had a high level of success what i always tell um you know the the team that i work with is we're not judging our success on what they call success yes. we have our own rubric if we stop hearing these comments we've gotten too big for the moment right because we think oh you're having me in because i'm jade no you're having me in because jade makes you feel a certain way so if jade stops giving that feeling, we got to fine tune. Now, my season may change, you know, or or the purpose may look differently. When I'm preaching in church, I'm going to, I'm going to, I preach differently than some other preachers, but it's the same thing. I want you to go, I never saw that scripture that way, or I feel like I can apply that to my life now, right? So that's (laughs) that thing where purpose begins to be your guide. So even in different settings, you still operate in confidence, even if you don't look like all the other ministers, or you don't look like all the other concert Mm -hmm. pianists, you're still able to offer what it is you're uniquely called to offer.
0: Like you just want people to be seen. And the way you do that is different in different parts, whether it's the speaking, whether it's, it's like my big thing is to end loneliness. And the way that I do that is many different ways, Mm -hmm. you know, so that's in purpose. But The passion part and the, you know, people call hobbies and interests, that is completely different. I love that we're talking about this because it's so true. And the way that you go about it will change and that's okay. But in the end, the best compliment you can have is for somebody to say, Hey, you made me feel seen. You made me feel heard. You made me feel understood. So I think that's beautiful. I love what you're doing. And honestly, it's such important work. Um, not that it's work, but it's so important. Um, We're all really just humans living together, Mm -hmm. uh, divided by so many unnecessary things. Um, So many people are feeling voiceless. And I feel like you're giving them a voice. You're making them feel more about themselves in a positive way. And I really respect you for that.
1: Thank you so much. You know, when you talk about ending loneliness, this is a prime example of how we all have very unique and specific callings on the earth. Um, Loneliness was never a feeling that I felt often. I love to be gone. Uh, When I first got married, I had to set reminders to remind me to call back home and tell my husband I'm still alive, right? Because I'm out exploring, I'm having a good time. But I would always hear that there was this epidemic of loneliness that I personally Mm -hmm. couldn't relate to. But just last night, I saw on Instagram, oh, one of the saddest things I've ever seen heart wrenching. Uh, but this influencer was being very vulnerable mm. and she came on and just talked about needing to be touched. She said she was in a touch deficit and oh, she was she was like, I just need a hug. Oh. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was powerful because she was letting us into this loneliness and the comments of people who said, I know what you mean, I feel that way. And I think since COVID, especially with the fact that we were isolated, uh, but when you, if you're ever curious about whether or not your purpose is necessary, because Mm -hmm. see Nelia, you could have been before your time 10 years ago, if you were talking about wanting to end loneliness, when everybody was saying, oh, I feel good, I'm good by myself, I'm independent, you would have looked like you were ahead of your time or out of sync, Mm -hmm. but purpose will always catch up with the moment that it's designed for. So now when we're in this epidemic of loneliness, this increase of depression, and I always said after COVID, we were gonna see a mental health epidemic as well because people were isolated. Um, Um, This is one of those moments where if Nellie were, Nellia were just to Google, she um, would see how relevant and powerful what she offers is right now today so those of you who feel like you have an unusual purpose or an unnecessary one or a weird one I have friends with seemingly weird purposes, yet their. offices are filled with people who need their weird purpose do not give up a lot of times, and I say this in the book, sometimes we're ahead of, of, of our time. Uh, sometimes we're not prepared yet to offer what it is we're called to offer. And I always say, God's so gracious. He'll give us the time to master the skills, to gain the confidence. And sometimes the world's not ready yet. They haven't hit up with that moment in time where they need you. But none of that is the signal uh, for you to back out, to yes. give up, and say that what I have is not necessary because I promise you it
0: is. Yes. And sometimes, the how do I put this into words? It's those of us who are feeling down who feel like we don't have anything to offer those are the ones that need to find their purpose quicker they're the ones that have so much to give they're the heart-centered people who need the opportunity and the confidence to just let it out you know because I think it would really just spill out and like you said if you're thinking too much about it you're in the wrong area honestly it should be natural Um, and I think if you're open to it it will be and the happiness and the fulfillment and the blessings that come from that are beautiful. Now, I,
1: I dare, I dare your listeners to ask
0: the vulnerable question. I, and I have a
1: list of these questions and some of them make people a little nervous, like <laughs> to ask someone that loves you, why do you love me? Mm-hmm. Um, or why do you come to me with your issues? Right. Women yes. know that, that, right. We're sometimes we're the one who the friends come with all the stuff and you, Ask them why, because I I have a group of friends and there are some things they never bring to me because they know what I'm going to say and they do not want to hear it. But in a certain situation, they always come Mm -hmm. because they know what I'm going to say and they know they need to hear it. So ask people what happens when you walk in the room, what are they expecting from you when you arrive? Uh, And like you said earlier, you may not have I call it the the big stage story. But I can hear any story, and I can make it into a superhero one, Mm. because that's how I see people. So it can be you operating in that nine to five for the last 10 years, I promise you, we can look through that story and find out how you've been behaving in a very big way. A lot of people ask those questions, and they say, they are so surprised Mm. at some of the answers that come back because the answers sound bigger than they saw themselves.
0: Oh, wow. I love yeah. that.
1: So I dare, I dare you all yes. to start asking those questions and um, be ready to be amazed, uh, be ready to be a little bit embarrassed because you're, you're going to be like, oh my gosh, all that happens. Or you really think that about me? Oh my gosh. And it's a really good feeling to know that whether or not you've been trying, you've been having an impact no matter what.
0: Yeah. So asking for the feedback again, because if you don't, ask, it can be a little scary. Because you don't know what to expect. And so sometimes that does stop people from asking. But honestly, um you want to know. You want to know the good, the bad, the ugly. Um, because it's important how people perceive you. not it's not important for you to decide who you are based on other people's opinions, but it is important for you to be aware and then decide what you want to do with it. You may not agree. We agree but more information is better. And it's okay to have a nine to five if you're looking at it as a positive thing, like you said, and you can still be in purpose after, during, before your nine to five. Um, So I love that you mentioned that as well, because honestly, every single one of us can be living in our purpose. At all times. And if you need help figuring it out, We've got Jade here who's more oh, right than me. <laughs> more yes than and go
1: purpose the remix.com we have exercises there to help you start digging into it a bit and again I list the questions in the book and we also do a whole section Elia on what purpose is not mm. and uh, I had some friends who said I filled out that whole list and, and turned the page and it said now none of those things are your purpose right so but it's good to kind of know what we've been mistaking for purpose or settling for as purpose, because you can then put those things in a category. And what you'll learn later is that purpose runs through all of those things, but you're not beholden or owned by, or your identity is not caught up in your role or your title, your profession, because those things will likely change uh, over time. And so to me, um, the discovery of true purpose, understanding it's, it's what's breaking out in others when you do what you do, there's freedom in that. And whenever you can attach your own purpose
0: to freedom, you know you're on to something. And Jade, I don't know if you agree, but at the end of the day, it's really about connecting with each other. And I think we all have a responsibility to live our best lives so that we can teach and share our human experiences with each other. I think we, we need to have that. <laughs>
1: You just spelled out the whole last chapter of the book. I feel like in so many of these interviews, people are gonna think I fed you all the uh, the stuff to say in the beginning, but my last chapter really talks about how purpose awaits. And I put some not so gentle pressure on you because there's at least a point when we have to say, are some of the things that I see in this world that I don't like, Mm -hmm. is there some way I could be behaving that would, if not altogether alleviate an issue, bring some light into that corner of an issue or bring some light into my corner of the world. And so, you know, you're gonna uncover purpose about midway through the book. And so by the end, I don't want it to be a book you just put back on the shelf or an audible, you just turn off and say, well, that was nice. I feel good. No, what are you going to do with it? Uh, I said in the beginning, if, if, purpose is attached, and I believe it is to solutions, then when we don't do the work of uncovering our purpose or when we uncover it and then don't do the work of walking in it, we are robbing, we are robbing other people um, of solutions. So those of you who need a guilt trip, there it is. Uh, Those of you who want the pressure taken off of you, guess what? When you Uh uncover purpose, you get to be you 100% of the time. You're going to feel awesome. And you're still going to have an impact whether you like it or not. So either way, we're set.
0: (laughs) Thank you, Jade. This was amazing. What an amazing conversation. It was so enlightening. And I can just, I can feel your presence. I can feel all your passion and your purpose and everything that you believe in, you're living. So I love that so much. So everybody get the book. (laughs) Okay. Purpose, the remix. And I love that you put remix in there. I'm a previous uh, recording um, engineer. Ah, so you and get so it. I love that so much. Love it. But um yeah. And so, okay. Your Instagram, tell us where we can find you. How can we reach? Yes, out
1: I, you? I live on Instagram out of all the platforms at official Jade Simmons. You can also go to jadesimmons.com and you'll see all the other ways to connect. Uh, and also purpose the remix.com, which will help you dig deeper into your own purpose. I look forward to connecting with you.
0: Oh, thank you so much, Jade. I have one more question before we yeah. go today. What would you say is the biggest gift you have ever given to yourself that has changed the way you felt about who you are?
1: Oh, wow. That's a loaded way to end. Uh, the biggest gift. I can't say that I gave it to myself. Um, I would say it is the gift of faith. Mm. Um, which if it were given to me by a human, probably my mother, um, who instilled in us the understanding that faith wasn't religion. It was a relationship and that has spoken into every area of my life. I believe it determined the path that I, that I walked since I was a young girl. And today it is my guide, you know, having faith. First of all, that there is a God who cares enough to give me individual purpose, cares enough to make me a unique human being with a unique impact, that in and of itself is empowering every day that I get to wake up and believe that. So, faith is the easiest answer for me, for sure. Oh,
0: and it's a relationship. You gave me like goosebumps. <laughs> Some goosebumps and, on yeah, and that that, you usually that, that whole thing. Yeah, I only is- get those goosebumps usually through music, and I'm feeling them. I'm feeling right. them. <laughs> Good, good, good. Yeah.
1: That, and that's a whole other conversation, isn't it? That that yeah. concept to me. And I, I think it's one that um, could change the world all on its own. Mm. Uh, this idea that it's about our relationship with, with God himself versus our differences with each other on
0: earth. I love so, that. Yeah. So yes, everybody, thank you so much for joining us today and for listening to the beautiful soul here, Jade Simmons. And honestly, just be kind to yourself at the end of the day, if we don't take care of ourselves, which includes living in purpose, we really won't be able to help anybody and we all need to be there for each other, honestly. And so I thank you so much for this time today that we shared together. And I really just I love what you're doing. I know I've said that I can't say it enough. And it's really important. and I can't wait. I want to come to one of your shows. I cannot wait. And I will definitely buy the book. And I'll put all the um, all the links in the show notes for everyone. Uh, thank you so much again
1: for sharing your platform. And I actually may be in Canada before the year is out. So we Ooh. will keep close in. We'd love yes. to have you as a guest.
0: Yes. Oh, please. Thank <laughs> you so much. I would love to. I would love to. Thank you, Jade. Keep rocking. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode. If you enjoyed what you heard, please subscribe or leave a review. See you next week on the Giving Starts With You podcast.